Well, let's welcome former cat and swan Daniel Menzel for tyre power. Winter safety sale now on 25% off equivalent with four for three on selected Falcon tyres. Tyre power. Get your free five-minute safety check. Bloody had a good career with Geelong too. I think the cat's on the slide and Sydney Swans too. Lance Franklin's just retired. So he is a man yes, to talk is. about both things. Hi, Daniel. How are you? Going well, Woods and Bloody. How are you guys going? Going well. Can we start with Lance Franklin? And I've been... You know, beating the drum about Lance for the last 10 years. Best player I've seen, most exciting player I've seen. He's bigger than big. You played um, you played with him on the same ground and trained with him. Um, love your thoughts. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm well aware that you're a big Lance fan, Wilds, and it's a good reason. It's I think I've spoken to you before about him in terms of you don't actually realise his presence and how intimidating he is on a footy field until you're standing next to him and uh, and then when you're on the same team as him, it just goes to another level. Like the, the things that he can do at training and during a game, um, I don't know if I've ever played with a player where you're as shocked or as surprised as how much he can impact a game. And you don't realise, Dan, how, how big he is and how fast he can run and how powerful. He's a big, powerful man. He is. And the, the thing I'd probably mention about that is I guess when you see on TV him kick the ball and he kicks it from 60 and it goes through post height, you think, yeah, that's a pretty good kick. But when you're actually out there and you see that, you think, wow, I don't think any other player on this ground could actually do that. <laughs> so it's um, it's an incredible career. The longevity is the other one that's amazing. Like He's had different issues with his body. Um, for such a big guy to have played uh, 350 games, it's, it's incredible. Yeah, it certainly is. Um... Dan, I did some numbers last night. I'm not sure you're aware of this. This is in the team defence era too. You know, Buddy was the last one to kick 100 goals. But there are eight key forwards in this era that Buddy's played have kicked over 400 goals. He's averaged three goals a game. The next best is two and a half. A half a goal more or less. And as David said, it's 20% less than what Buddy's done over that period of time with everyone flooding back and making it very, very difficult for key forwards. He... That, that's a that's a that's a damning stat for how good he was. It, yeah, it really is. It's it's one that you just wonder how he would have gone ten and twenty years ago, and how many he would have actually kicked. Oh. But um, yeah, it it really is because team defences, and we certainly did this when I was at Geelong, plan how to stop Lance Franklin, and and that's the game plan in terms of team defence wise. So. It's not like he's just getting one defender every week and, yeah, we'll try and stop the other five up there. You'll try and nullify Heaney and the rest of them. He gets so much focus that it's somewhat staggering that he was able to do it for such a long period of time. Yeah. Dan Menzoek, yes. Um, Buddy off the field very rarely does interviews. We don't see a lot of him there. How, how do you describe him? Is he a, a fair, is he an introvert? Is he a shy character? Or amongst, amongst his teammates, he, that's his happy place? Yeah, he's definitely, once he gets comfortable with the group, he's much um, more outward. But I would say he is an introverted person. And I guess the thing, and I've probably mentioned this before with Bud, that I certainly um, was incorrect about, or or I guess I just misjudged him on, is he's a very um, intelligent, caring person. He, He brings a lot of people in and... That's something that I guess you might think he's potentially arrogant from the outside, but it couldn't be anything further from the truth. And 
I had a year with him there and um, plenty of occasions where he'd invite me out or we'd go out to different places and you just thought, wow, this guy's actually so down to earth, which is not probably the perception. Yeah, no, <laughs> it was certainly something different. Hey, look, just, just on the Cats, I mean, obviously held up the Premiership Cup last year. Joel Selwood's retired. What a great player he's been. Um, Hawkins and Blixarves both did hamstrings last week. This, the game this weekend playing Port Adelaide, I mean, is essential for both, but the Cats are just hanging on. Hawkins has been the pillar. He's been the Buddy Franklin of Geelong, really, hasn't he, in the last 15 or 16 years. So Blixarves been handy, more than handy. So they're going to be two massive outs against Port Adelaide. They are going to be massive outs because I think with Alira Lear out as well for Port Adelaide, if you've got Hawkins and Cameron, that two-pronged attack against the power, I think it would have been too much for the power to be able to handle. And so with Hawkins going out, it means the focus will go to Jeremy Cameron. Gary Rowan potentially might even get up the ground a bit more because they need a bit of speed around the footy, the Cats. So it makes it a little bit more manageable for the Port defence. And so I think it is... It's a massive loss with Hawkins, and you mentioned Blutzaz as well. His work around the ground, uh, he's helping Reece Stanley out in the ruck. They've always had an issue there with the ruckman. So it is a couple of massive outs that, um, as you said, if they drop this game, the Cats, they probably fall out of contention of the eight. They're, they're amazing side. They really are. I guess here's Dan Menzel, who played for Geelong. The ability to recruit, and it must be a destination club. You can Some clubs are, some aren't, but... You look at Tui, Isaac Smith, uh, Jeremy Cameron, Stanley, uh, Gary Rowan. There's a heap of them. Stengel's come across. But they all seem to fit in. They, it must be a terrific environment down there. And I know Blighty says it's the coldest place on earth, but it must be a, a wonderful environment. <laughs> no, can, can I... Hey, hang on, Dan. Wait, wait, wait. It was the coldest place standing out in the middle of the ground. It's all right when you're running around as a player. It's when your coach is freezing. No, Blighty, I agree with you. It is... My, I had mates that come over from Adelaide and they wouldn't pack enough and they'd be like, what is going on here? And I did say, yeah, look, it gets fresh down here. But um, it's, it is a destination club and I guess there's a couple of reasons behind that. One, the culture that they built and the standards. I mean, you look at their record the last 15 years um, or even greater now, 17, 18 years, they've barely missed finals. So that helps. Um, but also... I think it's got to a stage in today's day and age with um, so much media saturation and everything else that Melbourne's gotten so big that players quite like the uh, mm. anonymity, I guess, of Geelong, which is an hour out of Melbourne. You're a little bit removed from um, all the hustle and bustle in the city. And so Jeremy Cameron's your perfect example. He's got a farming background. He, he loves that relaxed life, and a lot of the players do down there. Yeah, they've handled it really well. And, I mean, the club's done a remarkable job. And a guy called Chris Scott, obviously, you played under him. He's now broken the record. The great Reg Hickey's gone. 305 games last weekend. Just in summary, how did you find him? And what do you think maybe his strengths were? Yeah, I think with Scotty, his tactical now is as good as I've seen. He he, um, would be very good midweek at implementing a game plan depending on the opposition. But also throughout games, he was good at changing things and identifying where the issues were, which is obviously one of the hardest parts of coaching. So that's something that he was very good at. But probably the other thing he was really good at was he would instill the players with such confidence with what they were doing that week in terms of how we were going to beat the opposition we were playing against. And you knew that he knew what he was talking about. And that does, as a player, give you 
a little bit extra confidence that, uh, hey, our game plan this week is going to stand up and we're going to beat this opposition. When you look at the players, they've had some absolute stars. Malcolm and I often talk about the, a lot of them going to be Hall of Famers. And if you look at Ablett, Scarlett, Bartell, Selwood for the importance to the club, can you rank them in any order? I mean, what Selwood's done being the lead is incredible, but Scarlett's as good a fullback I've seen. Ablett's arguably the best two or three players ever. And Jimmy Bartell, I'm, I'm, I just love watching Jimmy play. Can you can you rank him in any any way? It's a it's a great question, Wills, because I I think that there's different rankings. Like I I would say that the best player to ever play for Geelong is probably Joel Selwood, with the impact he's had at the footy club. Um, however, the best player I think I've ever played with is Gary Ablett Jr. So <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. Um, it's it's rather bizarre when you put it like that. But I think in terms of what impact Joel's had at the club is. Um, hard to match from anyone, but then you look at the impact on the game that Scarlett and Corey Enright and Jimmy Bartell and Gary Ablett Jr. have had. It's um, it's pretty incredible. See, that's amazing. You've said that. I, I, I rated the top five over three hundred and fifty game players just just from my eyes, what I've seen over the years. And Buddy got in on fourth spot, but I actually put Ablett one and Silwood two yeah. of all the three hundred and fifty game players. Uh, just for interest, it was Simon Madden at three and well, Dustin Fletcher, the fullback, 400 gamer. That guy's at like Adam, five. Adam Goods was around the uh, mark. Too. Too, yeah, and Bartlett, those sort of guys, yeah. I mean, but I actually rated Gary because I saw him so closely at the Gold Coast Suns when I was there. And Joel Selwood, as you said, what he's done for, for Geelong has just been unbelievable. So, so you've, we've rated them very similarly, Dan. Yeah, which uh, I do find that fascinating, Blighty, because you've obviously seen a lot of different generations and different players come through and um, I mean I compare this to the NBA and the NFL and when they talk about the greats of all time and that seems to be the discussion every week over there how you compare different generations and uh, I think unless you've watched them play it's hard to actually do that and so I find it fascinating that you've got Gary at one um, but that also does definitely um, back up my point of I, I see him as the best player I've ever played with yeah, it's incredible. We forget players like Milburn and Kelly, Mooney, Stevie J, the list yeah. goes on. Hey, just in closing, um, massive game, Geelong. You know how they they hit back when their back's out of the wall and their back's out of the wall this week. So too are Port Adelaide's. And both big outs, like you mentioned, Aaliyah's gone, Hawkins gone. Um, who's your early tip there? Yeah, I don't know, Will, if Port have actually ever beaten Geelong there. I can't remember the last time they did. Yeah, they um, did. They did in 07, yeah, and right. then they got beaten by 30 goals a couple of weeks later. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, so take us back. That's 16 years since they've won there. Now, obviously, they don't play there every single season, but I think the other stat is Geelong don't lose at home twice in a row very often. And so I feel like with the season on the line uh, and with Elia out, I, I do yeah. worry about how Port's defence will hold up, so I'd give the edge slightly to Geelong. Fabulous, and you'll be here next week, Malcolm, having a, a couple of days off. Look forward to that, Daniel. No, I can't wait. It'll be great to catch up, and bloody enjoy your time off. Good on you, mate. Thank you. Daniel Menzel, our guest there. FIFA Women's World Cup has arrived in Adelaide, Tantania. Visit fifa.com slash tickets. And tomorrow on the show, Malcolm, we put Adelaide, I think all Australian too, who will be, Certainly Dan been, Houston. Be in the 40, won't he? Talking well, yeah. isn't yeah before yeah. the big clash against Geelong on Saturday night at the Catering. I, I tend to agree that Geelong don't normally let two slip at home, do they? No, they don't. And they know. I think Dangerfield might have a, a massive game too. And that's it for us. 
Uh, we'll do it all again. We've got all the teams tomorrow night. Always look forward to Thursdays. Malcolm, have a great night. See you tomorrow. Bye for now. Bye, David.